0: Good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are. <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Justice Revolution. Man, it's so good to be with you guys today, July the third in the year of our Lord two thousand and twenty-three. I'm your host, James the Patriot. I've got with me my beautiful and lovely co-hosts, Justice and Erica. Say hello, guys.
1: Hey, hey everybody! Happy pre-4th of <laughs> July, everyone.
0: Yeah, when I, when I said say hello, not at the same time. I mean, gotta take <laughs> <you in there>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, heavens, my goodness. So much to talk about. It's been, um, let's see, we didn't do a show last week because we had uh, we had some things come up on Friday, which is okay. It happens. But uh, this actually works out well because you guys all know how much I love this country. You know how much I love history. You know how much I love our Constitution. And so I feel like this is the best day to do a show. And we are fortunate to have with us the one and the only, the legendary Dr. Graves from Jurisdictionary. Say hello, Dr. Graves. Hello. Oh my gosh, this is okay. So, how many times have we been on a show together? A couple times now, right? Two or three times,
2: well, two or three at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, usually we've been guests on someone else's show, so I'm, I'm thrilled that uh, Doc Graves was uh, kind enough to join us for our show. Um,
2: it's a honor and thank you.
0: Yes, yes. So, we've got a lot to cover today. Um, we're not going to spend too much time. I know a lot of you are. Probably looking to get out of town, do some camping, go celebrate the birth of our nation. Um, So with that happy birthday, America, 247 (laughs) years. Hoorah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 247 years. Can you guys believe that? I mean, and here's the thing. Do you guys know how long the the Roman Empire lasted? You guys know?
1: Somewhere in the back of my mind, but no, James. No, Dr. Graves,
0: do you you know how long?
1: 300 years.
0: It was over 500 years. It was over 500 years. Yeah. So, we are only halfway a little more than halfway to to what the the Roman Empire did, so and we all know how that fell um so let's 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 really hope we don't end up in those in those shoes but um we are also kind of experimenting you guys i mean obviously we're doing our show earlier in the day than what I typically do. I'm on mountain Standard time, so it's it's a little after ten o'clock in the morning here. I know those of you who are on Eastern time it's noon uh dr Graves, I know you're in the eastern time zone so Will you guys let us know if you prefer this time? If you do, um, I'm happy to move the show earlier in the day. It's just, there's obviously a lot of things going on. Um, I know the evening would be the best um, and I'm still trying to nail which, you know, when, when school starts again, that'll be a lot easier <laughs> during the summertime. My evenings are just, I, I want to spend time with my wife and kids and I want to just go out and have fun. So um, it's really difficult to be able to put together a show during the evenings sometimes, but Anywho, with that, um, let's get going into into stuff. First of all, let's get a, just a brief news roundup. Erica, what's new in your world since we spoke last?
3: Oh my goodness, I'm just I'm going crazy with harvesting all kinds of stuff. I'm I found a massive amount of wild lettuce all throughout my mullen patch and. Um, So I'm making pain medication and then the poke berries are coming in. And so I'm going to be making my arthritis jam and um, I'm going to be able to do quite a few things with my jewel weed. I'm making some soaps and salves and some um, vinegar solutions for healing poison ivy and uh, just, you know, ear infections with my mullein flower oil and roaming all about just collecting things from the earth that God grows for us in abundance. Mm.
0: Nice. Nice. That's good to hear.
1: So exciting. I love yes.
0: it. Yes. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, Justice, what about you? What's new in your world?
1: Um, well, we, we've we been uh, hanging with the horses. It's, it's horse time. My daughter right. t- took a love for horses, and we've been spending oodles of time at the barn, and she's been learning, and that's our thing. And also, like Erica, and those of you, again, if you're new and you don't know who Erica is, Erica spent time as a registered nurse uh, for many years. She was at the top of her game in that industry and she protected the patients during COVID. Needless to say, she's opening her own natural healing center and mm-hmm. we'll get you more information on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what she's talking about also when she's doing that is learning about nature and natural medicines. But So I'm excited too because everything's growing now, right, James, finally yes. in Utah? and. Yes. Uh, I've got mullein popping up and thimbleberries and elderberries and all kinds of great things. So I love and always have loved the gift that God gives us in nature. So, yes, enjoying the yeah. summers, enjoying the summer afternoons. That's what we're doing.
0: You know, we've, um, <clears throat> here in Utah, we've, we've been blessed. We really have been, um, the last couple of years. We, um, we're really in a serious drought as, as Justice can attest to. I mean, Justice lives up in, up in the mountains here and, and, um, you know, it was really dry up there. It was really bad. Wildlife was being pushed further and further down into the valleys, looking for food and water. And as we told you guys this last winter, we had a record amount of snowfall. Um, this spring, we've had record amounts of water, uh, rain. rain. We've had a lot of rain. So it's we we really we truly have been blessed. You know, God has blessed us with with the moisture that we've needed. Um, our farmers have plenty of water to water their crops. Um, there are a couple of things I want to, uh, a couple of myths I want to dispel. So I'm getting up on my soapbox for a second. Bear with me. Um, there's a big push here in Utah and and justice can attest to this. And, And maybe you guys have seen this, uh, Dr. Graves and Erica, or maybe you haven't, but we have this, this, uh, um, I don't know what you want to call it a natural, I mean, it's not a phenomenon, but I mean, we have. the the world's second most saltiest lake in the world. Oh,
1: yeah, the Great Salt Salt
0: Lake. Okay, Um, The only thing saltier than this is the Dead Sea, okay? So what's interesting is there's been a big push from our government leaders that the lake is receding, we're losing water, um, this isn't good, we can't let the the lake recede, and blah, 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 blah. I just want to dispel this myth right now because that's complete and utter garbage, okay? And you're hearing it from me. It's garbage, and let me tell you why. Back in 1848, 1849, when the Mormon pioneers first settled this valley, we have have a, a state park that's in the middle of the lake. It's called Antelope Island. You've heard of Antelope Island, Justice?
1: Oh, I go there all the time.
0: Yeah. Okay. So so it got its name because one of the early explorers of this area, his name was John C. Fremont. He found the island, allegedly, and there were there were antelope. There were deer on there, antelope. And so he named it Antelope Island. Um, what's interesting though is, is when he was exploring the Salt Lake Valley, well before the Mormon pioneers got here, um, he didn't have a bridge or any other way to get across the Great Salt Lake to the island. So how do you think he got there, guys? Any question? He swam. No. He rode his horse oh. Oh. on dry land. He rode his horse on dry land.
1: So it wasn't an island.
0: <laughs> so it wasn't an island back then. Oh. Here's something else that's interesting. When the Mormon pioneers got here, a few years later, you guys know who Brigham Young is, right? You've heard of him? Brigham okay. Young? He's, there's a university named after him, Brigham yes. Young University. Okay. When he came here and they were doing some exploring with the other Mormon pioneers, he rode in a wagon
1: to Antelope Antelope Island.
0: Island. Yeah. So now let me ask you this. If this Great Salt Lake is receding, how was it possible that 100 or 200 something years ago, they were able to ride wagons to the island? It wasn't an island then. That's how yeah, so now today we have a causeway. They built a the causeway, and there's a road that goes to it, and that's how we we access the island. So I just want to dispel that myth. nevertheless, we do we we are thankful to God for the excuse me, for the water that we've received, um the moisture we received. It's very good for our crops and our farmers. Uh, and overall, it's just very good for our for our uh, for our state
1: for so, our arid state. yeah,
0: that's right. You know we do live in a I mean, Utah' is an interesting. Uh, ecological wonder, if you will, because we we are technically considered a desert, but it's not like a full-blown desert like Arizona or parts of New Mexico or, or Southern California. Um, this is actually a desert where we do get quite a bit of moisture, but during the summertime, that's where we get fewer and fewer amounts of, of moisture. So, all right. So enough of that. Stepping off my soapbox. Thank you for letting me have that moment. Appreciate you guys. Um, let's talk about some interesting things. So, We have with us our guest, Dr. Graves, and today's show is The Elements of Law. There have been some interesting rulings as of recently coming out of the nation's highest court, the Supreme Court. I'm going to share my screen here. So for those of you who are watching, you can see this. And for any of you who are listening, I'm going to uh, just uh, talk through what I'm sharing here. But I want to get Dr. Graves' opinion on some of these cases. So... The first one we're going to talk about, Doctor Graves, is this first one up here, three hundred three Creative LLC versus Ellenis. Ellenis, I'm not sure. Okay, just a quick rundown. This case here, <clears throat> this was um, where someone was was asking or forcing a Colorado web designer to put up a web page for a same sex couple. And this web designer said, no, I don't want to do that. It violates my religious beliefs. They sued. They took it all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, And what did the Supreme Court say in this one, Dr. Graves?
2: Well, they said that she had the right to do what she wanted to do, basically.
0: I don't know if you can see this little box right here. So it gives a little um, synopsis of the case. Basically, what the court said is that the First Amendment prohibits Colorado. So this is the state. From forcing a web designer to create expressive designs, speaking messages with which the designer disagrees. So if you will notice, the opinion of the court had nothing to do with what other people believed. But it had to do with the fact of, hey, that web designer disagrees with this message. The First Amendment protects her right to do that. So that was the first case that people were losing their heads over. Do you guys want to comment on that at all? Justice or Erica, or should we move on?
3: seems like a common sense decision to me. Don't you think? Yeah. Like you're being forced, like become an an indentured servant to anyone who wants to make you do something. That's like, so anti everything that we stand for and believe in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh So there's, (laughs) yeah. So that, that was a pretty, I mean, because if you guys remember a while ago, the big thing was like, um, the the I think it was another case in Colorado, if I remember. It was a Colorado baker who didn't want to bake a cake. I think it was in
1: people. Indiana, wasn't it? Yeah. Or maybe it was Indiana. Country. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Someone yeah. just someone just uh, commented on that. Yeah. My mm-hmm. comment is it's so interesting to see the two again, the two tiered system of justice because we've had way more important cases try to get to the Supreme Court and they don't take them on, but they take on a case like this. That to me is very interesting. Mm yeah
0: I mean, there's there's I mean, the fact of the matter is is the Supreme Court gets three or four thousand cases, maybe more a year that they petition, and they take on less than a hundred cases, maybe maybe more than that. I don't know how many cases they take on in a year, but it's 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 a drop in the bucket compared to the number of cases that are actually submitted to the Supreme Court. So
1: that's interesting too, which we can talk about another time is why is it that they get to pick and choose? you would think that if it makes it that far that they should go through every case, maybe there's just not enough time. I don't know, but
0: they're, they're just, the the reality is there just isn't enough time to do everything that they want to, but they do review every single case that's submitted. So you can docket a case at the Supreme court, but just cause it's docketed doesn't mean that it's on the docket for them to review and to issue a ruling on like you'll. So a good example here is the um, um, the Brunson brothers and their right.
1: case. Right.
0: They submitted to the Supreme Court. It was docketed, but the Supreme Court declined to take the case because when they looked at it, they said, Oh, they don't have standing. And that's yeah. what they came down to. So they, they find a they find a reason in law as to why they don't take the case. They don't and oftentimes, sometimes it leaves you you're scratching your head going, Hmm, I'm really confused on, on how that is the case there. But okay.
1: Well, yeah, it goes back to standing and jurisdiction and stuff as well. So
0: yeah, yeah. So the next the next two cases here is Department of Education versus Brown and Biden v Nebraska. These two are, are are pretty much identical. Do you guys have a clue what these two are about? No. Okay. So there was the ruling that was issued. <clears throat> it says here, respondent's lack article 3 standing to assert a procedural challenge to the student loan debt forgiveness plan oh. adopted by the Secretary of Education. Okay? So that was that case. This case here, Biden v. Nebraska, is basically the same thing. And this is this is a big thing. The secretary of education does not have authority under the Higher Education Relief Opportunities for Students Act to establish a student loan forgiveness program that will cancel roughly four hundred and thirty billion dollars in debt principal and affect nearly all borrowers. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Dr. Graves, what do you think about that?
2: The Constitution does not create nor consider the rights of collectives. The rights are vis-a-vis between individuals. Mm-hmm. And if we are to have equal rights, then we all have equal rights. And no matter what the populist view may be with regard to, well, we'll boost this collective. Yeah. When we boost this collective, we push down individuals and other collectives. Exactly but to understand the philosophy and the the spirit behind the Constitution and behind our system of law, it is that when we appear before the court, we appear as individuals, not members of a collective correct or a subgroup of society. Does, does that speak to it at all, James?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they said. I mean it, it, this this is a really long lengthy decision, so I won't open it up and look at it, but that's essentially the 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 um, the the nuts and bolts of their of of the opinion was just that was you're asking us to put one collective group above another, mm-hmm. and that's not how this that that's not how the, the the number one the Constitution doesn't allow that number two that would grant certain rights and privileges over another group and the Constitution doesn't allow that we're gonna right. get to we're going actually gonna touch on that here in another case in just a second so. So all these people who were upset, I mean, all these – all these, these and I, I say kids because that's what they were. They went and they just took out all these student loans to go to college, and then they get out of college. They can't get a job in the field that they were looking in, and now they're saddled with massive amounts of student debt. You know, I, I look at that and go, hey, I, I feel for you, but no one forced you into getting a student loan. 100%. I mean, when I – I didn't finish college, but I, I, I took a couple semesters – and I paid for it out of my pocket. I didn't want to get into a student loan. I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I was tempted, I looked at it, but I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't like the idea of deferring things down the road, kicking the can down the road. And oh, things will change that no, nobody knows the future. I, I know where I am right now, right today. So. so that's exactly what this would have done. Not only that, think of the, think of the institutions that gave the $430 billion. You're just going to just write that off. I mean, who, who's going to make them whole?
1: Well, then, then retroactively, everyone that took out a student loan and paid for it would have to get their money back.
0: Exactly. This 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 goes along the same lines. Here, here's something that I find interesting. You're seeing a big push right now, and and maybe you guys can touch on this, Doctor Graves, you as well. You're seeing a big push in some states, and I'm not going to name, name name the states, but you'll know what I'm talking about. For reparations. Huh. <laughs>
1: That's the funny thing. I knew, I thing. Get, I knew I I'd get a kick out
2: of you, James. Yeah. I what's Where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have Irish blood. I want my reparations. Exactly. A, Irish slavery.
2: I have an eighth Cherokee, and my people got sent to Oklahoma. So, oh, I was just kidding.
0: That's funny, Dr. Graves. I, I've got Cherokee blood in my family history, too. <laughs> so, where where's my reparations?
2: Well, what we're trying to do and what you are certainly championing the cause, and we appreciate that so much, James and Justice and, and Erica, is that when we get down to understanding the mechanism of good government, that comes down to the rights of individuals with regard to each other, not the rights of a collective or a subgroup of society. And and this is all arisen. Actually, there's a book that I could recommend by Clarence Carson. It was called The. The world in the grip of an idea, and he talks about the rise of this collective thinking and that that a collective has a right that exists beyond the rights of individuals, which is totally contrary to my understanding of what this constitutional republic is supposed to be providing for the rest of us in the way of opportunities to -hmm. to exist and, and live. Uh, among all these other people that, that have the gimme uh, attitude.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, that's, (coughs) excuse me. That that's what I see coming like this decision here in Biden V Nebraska, where they're talking about that. The secretary of education does not have authority under this act to just willy nilly cancel the student debt. I see a challenge like this coming, or this could be the precedent that would be applied in a challenge if somebody were to take on this whole reparations thing, so that's just that's just my two cents. Take it for what it's worth. Um, one of the things that Dr. Graves touched on, and this is this is probably the biggest one. Uh, this case here, Students for Fair Admissions, Inc. versus President and Fellows of Harvard College. You guys know what this case was about? Just before I I pull up the synopsis.
3: Been picking flowers. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so um, two words. Affirmative action. Yep. Let's let's just touch on that real quick. What what was the basis of affirmative action when it was? I mean, never mind. It never should have been instituted. But what, what was the basis on that? Do do, do you guys know, or, or or should I just ask Dr. Graves on this one?
1: Yeah, go for it. I mean, affirmative. The word affirmative means, you know,
3: it was supposed to decrease discrimination, right? Like that was mm. the the spirit behind it i i think but it just ended up putting people who weren't really qualified to do things um, in positions just because just because of their color or
2: there you go and restricting the rights of people who were better qualified right regardless of the color of their skin or their gender or anything else putting them aside and once again this idea of the collective Mm -hmm. again this World in the Grip of an Idea by Clarence Carson. I recommend it, the idea that somehow the collective now stands in the position of an individual or that a corporation stands in the position of uh, we who are the individuals, we are America, not General Motors. I love General Motors. I have a General Motors, I have two General Motors vehicles. But when we go to court, they have to be on an equal par with with me or, or this isn't America anymore. And that's yeah. what I, I know and appreciate you wonderful people for, you know, raising the hue and cry. We can restore America when we understand the geometry on which and by which it is built and established.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's the premise of, of uh, affirmative action. Uh, batty Mama three says it best. Affirmative action, supposedly anti-racism. <laughs> so here's what's interesting. This case was actually started and brought, from my understanding, by um, – and I, again, I'm not classifying anybody because in my mind, we're all, we're all equal because we are. But from my understanding, there was an Asian-American who was trying to get into Harvard, had some of the highest scores,
2: mm-hmm.
0: had on paper had everything that Harvard would want, and they wouldn't let him in because it didn't fit within the affirmative action thing. So that's where they brought this case. So what what did the Supreme Court say? Well, let's find out. They said the admissions programs at Harvard College and the University of North Carolina violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Oh, my gosh. Can you freaking believe that? It's about time. Did they It is about all the
3: time. U.S. Supreme Court people? What is going on? This is crazy.
0: Well, just say how, are- many, how many years have have they been pushing this affirmative action stuff how many years right from my understanding it's, it's almost over 50 years that is insane so for 50 years we have been violating the equal protections clause of the 14th amendment what is the purpose of government guys
3: to protect the individual rights
0: hello <laughs> I mean, I feel like I I, I want to pull out to you know I want to go Biff McGrath here. Hey, hello, McFly. Anybody home?
2: It really Seriously. does come down to that, doesn't it? It really, it really is that simple. Yeah. Oh. And it has, and we've gotten into this idea that that collectives and subgroups somehow have to be recognized as if they were individual parties in in deliberations before the court. That has to stop, and it, and the only way to stop it is for more people to understand. That The United States of America is is built and predicated on a set of not only just a set of principles, but the way I see it, a set of geometric truths. Yes. that, that can't be changed. You, you can't violate it. And when you do, you just invite more trouble, more and more people then get up in arms Well, they did this. They got away with this. We should, too, because, you know, we have blue eyes. I mean, we're in the minority. We have blue eyes. I can't think of
1: orchestrated. I don't believe this is just an idea that's come across the collective society. I believe it's an idea that's been pushed and orchestrated to destroy our society. As we all know, if you've read the Communist Manifesto, it goes hand in hand and right along. Yeah. So it's terrible what they're doing. But more and more people are actually waking up to the fact that we are being manipulated. And that's such a beautiful thing.
2: I thought it was so interesting when I read the first part of that, the... That it, Within the first three or four paragraphs, it's obvious that it's a con, the whole idea that the working class is now going to pull down the upper class and it doesn't even make any sense. And yet look how many people have bought into it because, you know, we offer you something. Let us give you this. We'll give you this. And then you'll give us power. We'll give you this. You'll give us power. And it has to stop, and the only way I believe that it can stop is when people like you and our American Justice Foundation and other people begin to understand we're going to have to show people that it's just like my car. I, I, it would be a lot cheaper for me to put water in a crankcase instead of oil. Water's free, oil costs me money, but the car won't run well. We have to understand that this is a mechanism. It operates according to a set of of, of principles that cannot be violated that's that's the definition of principle it's something that can't be violated and i applaud you people keep on keeping on and and raise the hue and cry and tell this world that we have something really really good here but we can't pollute it to satisfy the whims and avarice of groups of individuals who think that somehow they ought to be treated differently amen
3: stated that was beautiful
0: i can think of no better segue To our next topic here than what dr graves just said
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because he 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 talks about you know and i love that analogy right you can't put water in a combustible engine Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i mean if it's a hydrogen engine maybe but if it's a combustible engine it requires some type of uh fuel that is combustible i.e gasoline or diesel diesel fuel right that's a that's a little dig for diesel for we the people (laughs) so these are basic principles, right? What are basic principles? Oh my gosh! What what do I have up on the screen now, guys? For those of you who are watching, what what a better time to talk about basic principles than on the eve of the founding of our nation, two hundred and forty seven years ago, July the third, seventeen seventy six. Um, I have been Have you guys noticed too? then I just want to throw this out because it's kind of funny. Um, have you seen, like, on Instagram, there's like there's these uh, shirts. It has a picture of Thomas Jefferson, and it says July 3rd, 1776. He's like, oh, crap, that's due tomorrow. Have you seen <laughs> that? <laughs> I just thought it was funny. But <clears throat> I, I have up on the screen, this is not the Declaration of Independence that we all know. This is Jefferson's original rough draft, and I want you guys to see this. And I want I want to go through this as much as we have in the time we have left. I want to go through this, and I want to get Doctor Graves' opinion, Erica and Justice's opinion on: Are we seeing any of these things today? Are we are we being subjected to these things? So I'm going to read this because this is such a good document, and this really will help you tie in to understand where Jefferson was, who he was as a man, what he believed. And where he felt we needed to go, and then we'll talk about why this wasn't the, excuse me, we'll talk about why this wasn't the um, declaration that we've seen today. So this is Jefferson's original rough draft of the Declaration of Independence, and this is what he says, a declaration of the Representatives of the United States of America in general, Congress assembled. When in the course of human events, It becomes necessary for a people to advance from that subordination in which they have hitherto remained and to assume among the powers of the earth the equal and independent station to which the laws of nature Mm -hmm. and of nature's God entitle Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. a decent respect to the opinions of mankind, which requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the change. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that paragraph there so far? 100%. Yeah,
3: I love it. It's like it starts out by saying, you know what? We'll give you reasons. Here we go.
2: Okay.
0: All right. So what are those reasons? Well, second paragraph. We hold these truths to be sacred and undeniable, that all men are created equal and independent, that from that equal creation they derive rights inherent and inalienable, among which are the preservation of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. To that, to, to that, blah, that to secure these ends, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government shall become destructive of these ends, mm-hmm. it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. Mm-hmm. Amen. Lay- laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. I'm going to stop right there. What do you guys think so far?
2: I don't think we need to throw out what we have. I think we need to restore in the minds of the people what we have so they can understand it. We need <coughs> education. We, we, we need what I learned in law school to be taught, begin to be taught in first grade and carried all the way through 12th grade. Yeah, Mm -hmm. There's there's no reason why why the lawyers should be the only ones that are taught anything about this thing called justice. Yep.
1: Yeah, and and it's not the government structure, it's the corrupt people inside it that need to be replaced. Well,
2: Well, Dr. Graves, I mean- I, I like to think that some of those people that we see as corrupt, um we all operate out of self-interest. There's none of us that don't operate on of self-interest. When in our finest hour, we, we are not self-interested. But I think a lot of the things that are going on are going on just because people are ignorant. They don't, yes. they don't know. And they so so we go to the polls, we think that's the only power we have. James certainly understands that we have all kinds of power in the courts, which are created for the people but the people don't know these things. And I I firmly believe, I may not live to see it, but I firmly believe that when we are able to get into the home schools, which I believe are just waiting open-armed for us to bring this education to them about what America is, what is it really all about, and then from there into the private schools, and then eventually get into the public schools, and then everything is going to be so much better as America lifts this lamp for the rest of the world to see, hey, it really works. It does. You, it.
0: you know, the Dr. Graves hit the nail on the head. It's 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 not that these things shouldn't be taught. These things should be taught. But they're not because we have evil organizations that have usurped the power that is granted to them by we the people and have decided that, oh, we can't let the everyday man and woman know this information. If right. we do, then the game is up and we're out.
1: Right. So I mean... I,
0: I highlighted something up on the screen there. Erica, can you see that?
3: It's the right of the people to alter.
0: Okay. So Dr. Graves hits the nail on the head. We don't need to abolish what we have. Right. I mean, you guys need to understand. Thomas Jefferson, the rest, the rest of our founding fathers, they put their lives, their liberty, and their fortunes on the line. And a lot of them lost their lives mm-hmm. to give us the great experiment in self-governance yes. there's nothing wrong with the system right the people in the system are what's wrong with the system that's right. what needs to change so it if according to and not all of them exactly so here's the thing these these words that that thomas jefferson put down i mean these aren't just because of what he believes you guys it says right here to which the laws of nature and of nature's god entitled them these are These are things that they just knew you got to understand and remember that at this time, I mean, two or 300 years before that there were, the people were ticked at the King of England so much so that they forced the King of England to sign the Magna Carta, which granted on paper, I should say these rights that these guys just knew that we know that we have these rights. Because down
2: deep we do know, and if, we, we know these things. It's not a matter that we believe them. You you said that very well also. Once truth is revealed, real truth, we get right down to the capital mm-hmm. T. Okay, reasonable people cannot disagree with the truth. Exactly. What we need is more truth. Yeah. In the so- minds of the people and using the technology we have today. I would say this, James, that until... The advent of the ability that we have now to communicate. You know, when I was a kid, I had an amateur radio license. I could talk to somebody in Germany. Now I have the Internet. I can talk to everybody on the planet. And we have this tool now that we did not have before. And, And we can do this. We will do this because of good people like you who are never going to give up never 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 go and do you think george washington was going to give up when things weren't going well there at valley forge no oh no they knew that they had to do this it was imperative that nature's god demands that they do this because sooner or later we are going to have peace on this planet everywhere including uganda
0: yeah you know what's interesting um Does anybody know? I'm just curious. Again, I love throwing out little bits of just useless information sometimes. (laughs) Do you guys know when the printing press was uh, invented? When? When. You know about about the time frame the printing press was invented?
1: The late 1800s? No,
0: No, it 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 was way before that.
1: 150
0: 1600s no i think it was somewhere somewhere in the late 1600s early 1700s wow from my and again i'm going from memory here so do not hold me to this i'm probably wrong this is my uh, this is my way out okay this is my cop out here um from my understanding and i believe it was invented by a german inventor and from my understanding i believe he was um hung or killed because of it because what did the printing press do Sure.
3: It out the dissemination of information, baby.
0: <laughs> it allowed it allowed people to print massive amounts of information because up until then they could only write books by hand.
2: He died in 1468.
0: There you go, Johannes wow. Gutenberg. Okay, so I was right. It was a guy in Germany. Good. Mm-hmm.
1: So the 1400s—that's a long time ago, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So be, and 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 the powers. That that were, they didn't want people getting their hands on like like the first thing he printed if I if I remember mass printed was the Bible was it not, I believe one of the
2: things yes that was the whole yeah. point of it to that get was the, the whole point of absence. doing it
0: yeah and what's interesting is the printing press that he invented didn't change for about two or three hundred years so when books were being printed in mass mass uh uh, printing you know in the late in the early 1800s and late 1800s it's about the same as what it was from when he invented it but the point is is that the governments at the time they didn't want that information getting to the people because they knew that knowledge was power so we know that it is a right of the people to alter the government if it's not working however this is the next thing and i love that that jefferson put this in here he says prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. So just because something you don't like doesn't mean you should just throw the government to the curb. Thank you. Okay. And accordingly, all experience hath shewn that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable, Than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. So Jefferson puts in here and he says, Hey, we know that government should not be established, should not be thrown out for light and transient causes. As a matter of fact, people are more willing to just sit back and suffer, which is so true. But then he says this, and this is what I find is fascinating. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, begun at this distinguished period and pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to subject them to arbitrary power. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. Okay, I'm going to change a few words because I want to I want to see, does this apply to our, our world today? Are we seeing some of this stuff? Okay? So when I change some of these words, that's what I'm doing. So for those of you who are listening, I'm going to read the words as it is written, and then I'm going to change it. So this line here, such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. So I'm going to change this a little bit. Such has been the patient sufferance of these people and states, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to expunge their former systems of government. The history of his, again, The history of his present majesty, I'm going to change a few words. The history of this present government is a history of unremitting injuries and usurpations among which no one fact stands single or solitary to contradict the uniform tenor of the rest, all of which have in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over we the people. And the the line says over these states. To prove this, let let facts be submitted to a candid world for the truth of which we pledge a faith yet unsullied by falsehood. Okay, so that's really what Jefferson has done here is he's just laid out his opening and introductory paragraph. We do that in our lawsuits, right? Dr. Graves?
2: Yes. I I fear, though, that people with small minds that have not the opportunity to have read these things, or many people of course don't understand how to use the English language properly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that they will continually misinterpret interpret this and, and think that they should rise up and tear down that which is the only thing that is in fact protecting him and providing for their comforts and abilities at this present moment. Yeah. That is the great fear. A, a very wise man wrote many, many years ago a book that somehow I was led to read, big 600-page book, and it begins saying that the blind force of the people, and just to cut out several paragraphs, but the bottom line, he says, the blind force of the people, unregulated, is, is, will, will destroy itself. So we need the regulation. Anarchy is not a good result because anarchy always results in tyranny to put down the anarchy. We don't mm. want tyranny to put down the anarchy. The rebellion against the the leaders must not be interpreted as a rebellion against our constitutional form of government, which right. we must preserve above all things.
0: Yes. So what we're trying to, to get across here, people, is, is I want to see the parallels between the colonial times and today, but do mm-hmm. not misinterpret what we are saying. Mm-hmm. I am not saying rise up in arms and throw this. And that is absolutely not what I'm saying because that is not the solution. The solution's mm-hmm. already here. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. seeing it. We're seeing the solutions come from the Supreme Court. Now, mind you, I've, I mean, I love this, and I'm going to get off on a little tangent here again. I don't know if you saw this, Dr. Graves, but uh, Justice uh, Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, he, he took a personal dig at uh, Justice uh, Jackson. And, he, and basically he says her, her continued view of how everything in this world is racist is really going to hurt her and her decisions. And that's ultimately what, it, what he came down. What I love about Justice Clarence Thomas, he doesn't look at things based on color, black or white. He looks at things according to God's law, the, the law of nations, the law of nature, and says, okay, Does this number one? Does this make sense? Does it violate the common law? If it violates the common law, then obviously there's there's other laws that it violates. But if if it doesn't, okay. Now, how does this apply to the facts of the case? Whereas Justice Jackson, the newest justice on the court, she's looking at things according to well, what's the color of this person's skin? Yes. Yeah. That that is a terrible, terrible. I mean, and and here's the thing. I'm going to make a prediction, and this is just a prediction. This is just my gut feeling. Take it for what's it worth. Um, I would be surprised if Justice Jackson is still on the bench at the Supreme Court in the next four or five years. That's just my prediction. Okay, take it for what it's worth. All right, let's get back to this document here. So these are the facts that um, um, these are the facts that uh, Thomas Jefferson is laying out in the original draft of. The Declaration of Independence, okay? So where he says, where he's got he, he's referring to the king, which was King George at the time. I'm going to change he to it. And it can be any number of things, okay? It can be the federal government. It can be your state's government. It can be the bar association. It can be any number of things you guys want it to be. But just as I'm reading through this, I want you guys to think it has done this. Is like, oh my gosh, that is that's true has that happened okay so the first one here <clears throat> thomas jefferson says he has refused i'm going to change he to it it has refused its assent to laws the most wholesome and necessary for the public good have we seen that today guys yeah okay next one he has it has forbidden its governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till its assent should be obtained and when so suspended, it has neglected utterly to attend to them. Are we seeing that today? Have there been laws that we've needed to pass that have been ignored? No. What do you guys think, Justice? Erica?
3: I I don't know. I'm... I'm just always thinking that every time a law is passed and it seems like another right is lost. So more laws doesn't seem to be a good thing to me in that one. And I don't know. I think they've been passing too many laws instead of not passing the ones they should. I mean, they probably aren't passing the ones they should and passing ones they shouldn't, but yes. I don't, it's.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to take that in full context and you're right. Okay, so when I say, when I read this line from Jefferson, um, it has forbidden its governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance. I, I see that as laws that are um, written to, to secure and guarantee rights. I don't see that as like what you're talking about. Right. But But I would agree. So, yes, I have seen this. Even more so recently, I've seen this. Okay, the next one. <clears throat> It has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation, a right, that's a hard word, inestimable, to them, formidable to tyrants alone. So we've seen that recently, haven't we, <clears throat> guys? You there?
3: <laughs> I, I'm trying to I, before I agree. I'm trying to think of what the example would be, and I can't think of any. So that's we just I, had
0: one actually. We just I'm had working, one. I'm
1: working on fixing something. Sorry, James.
0: You're okay. We just we just read a Supreme Court decision that abolished one of these. It was the uh, the student loan debt thing.
2: Okay. Let, so. let me may I may I share something here? Real Go quick, ahead. So it won't take long. Uh, Chisholm versus Georgia, 1792 decision. Mm-hmm. had to do with the contract, and yet the, the Supreme Court, one of the first serious opinions of our Supreme Court, uh, makes this statement. The common law has established a principle that no prohibitory act shall be without its vindicatory quality. In other words, that the inf- infraction of a prohibitory law I'm not going to go on and read it from his language. His language is a little tough for the average American today, certainly. But the idea is that we have these principles of common law, which come from the courts of chancery for the most part in England before this nation was born. And yet put this one in your pipe and smoke it. Nobody knows the common law, really, which is a set of cases, Hadley versus Baxendale, Brown versus Kendall, Paul's Graff versus Long Island Railroad and these other things, that is what the common law is. And yet the only people who have ever been taught the common law in this country are lawyers. That has to change. The people in this country have to understand the common law so that we can stand on the common law and hold these justices in every level of our courts and hold our legislatures and executive branches to obey the common law, because that is the foundation of this, of this Republic. Yes. And people don't know what the common law is. And today, because of the internet, there's no longer any reason why we shouldn't be teaching this. Again, would probably be a long time before we can get it into public schools, but we can get it into the home schools and then the private schools almost immediately. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of finances But what what you are doing, guys, right now, it's the best we can do right now. But sooner or later, we have to understand that that function, that architecture. For example, like you say, of the internal combustion engine, there's an architecture. And if you violate the architecture because, well, I don't feel like that today. Oh, it shouldn't be. That's not fair. Uh, Everything goes out the window, and then little guys get hurt. And that's what we have to stand up against.
0: Yeah. That's that's essentially what what Jefferson was saying here. So what he was saying 247 years ago is still applies today. It's what we're saying today it is, again, these these are facts that are laid out. What are facts? Facts are things that cannot be disputed. Right. So this is what has happened. This is why, you know, when we go when you go through Dr. Graves course jurisdictionary, he talks about how do you write a lawsuit effectively? Well, you have to be able to articulate facts. Facts cannot be disputed, especially if you assert those facts with your testimony, your sworn testimony, either in the form of an affidavit or in the form of open court testimony. Okay, so there's there's, there's nothing different here with what Jefferson is saying. The difference is, is, is I want to know, is like, are we seeing these things today? And here's the thing is like, again, how, how many of you, uh, those of you who are uh, Justice and Erica before we even had this show, did you know that there was a, a, a rough draft or an original draft of the Declaration of Independence? Did you guys know that?
1: No, I did.
3: Yeah,
0: Erica, you didn't know. No. Okay.
3: I mean, I knew there were lots of different drafts of, di- you know, I maybe I knew that, but I-
0: this and I say the rough draft. This this was this was the draft that was submitted to Congress for their approval. It was not approved. We'll talk about why towards the end of the show, but. This was ultimately what Jefferson wanted to send to the king. Okay. So let's move on to this because we're running out of some time here. I want to get through this. This is a super important document. Um, let's move on to the next one. Um, he has, the king has dissolved. Okay. Again, I'm going to change he to it. And you guys, it for whatever you want. The government, federal government, state, bar association, whatever. It has dissolved representative houses repeatedly and continually for opposing with manly firmness its invasions on the rights of the people. Yeah, we're seeing that today. It has refused for a long space of time to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. (laughs) Wow. That's that's a good that's a good one. What do you guys think on that one?
3: I I get lost in the wording of things so easily. It's like I got to read it ten times to just be able to understand what it's saying exactly. <laughs> I don't know. If oh, let, let me like that, let, but... let me
0: see let me see if I can paraphrase this. So it and let's just say the government or whatever whatever you want that it to be, it has suspended. Um. God, I'm trying to think how I can word this without getting us banned. <laughs> um, it has caused doubt during special times where people vote. Can I say that? Maybe.
3: <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And it has returned, and it is, it is, it has basically opened up the people to the dangers of invasion from from outside and also from um, convulsions or, or invasion from within so basically it's he's talking about uh, um, lawlessness and unjust and you know in, in, in and not being allowed or, or allowing the people to be able to, to take care of that. that's what I'm that's my uh, uh, Cliff's notes version of that so mm-hmm Um, All right. let's move on to the next one. It has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. You, You mean to tell me that in 1775, 1776 that the king was refusing to enforce immigration laws? Get out of here. (laughs) Can you guys believe that?
3: Border crisis. Mm -mm -mm. Isn't
0: that amazing? Okay. It has suffered the administration of justice totally to cease in some of these colonies, refusing its assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. Uh, That's not happening today at all. Right. Not at all. It has made our judges dependent on its will alone for the tenure of their offices and amount of their salaries. Oh, that's absolutely not happening today, is it, Dr. Graves?
2: (laughs) We have to educate our leaders.
0: Yeah. It has erected a multitude of new offices by self-assumed power and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. Uh, IRS, anyone? I'm just saying. What have we seen with that one recently, Justice?
1: Oh, crazy.
0: 87,000 new agents Mm -hmm. to harass our people and eat out their substance. Let me ask you this, Dr. Graves. Is it the government's job to make people homeless to fund the government?
2: Well, of course not. But then is it anybody's job to alter the taxes so that one person who wants to make uh, quilts for a living, uh, has to pay taxes where someone who wants to raise bees doesn't. Right. The idea of equality has exactly. to be restored, and it can only be restored when the American people themselves make up their minds, we're, we're not going to go down this road anymore. We can't go any farther yes. down this road, ignoring this concept of equality, which Jefferson clearly Knew to be the yes. truth. Yeah, because he the is
0: the already world. stated it. All men and women are created equal.
2: You it know, you guys have to remember... Under the law.
0: Exactly. You guys have to remember, at the time, when, when Jefferson wrote all men, it didn't mean just men. Because yes. at the time, men meant men and women.
1: Yes, human beings. Human
0: beings. Are. Okay? So get that out of your head that he was a misogynist, because he wasn't. Get that out of your head because he was a racist. He wasn't. <laughs> You'll see here in a minute okay all right let's move on to the next one it has kept among us in times of peace standing armies and ships of war no that's not happening it has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power oh that's absolutely not happening (laughs) you guys see where i'm going with this Mm -hmm. it has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitutions and unacknowledged by our laws giving its assent to their pretended acts of legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us. You can take out that last sentence for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, but everything else, absolutely. That applies. This is another really good one. Is this happening today? For protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. For cutting off our trade with all parts of the world. For imposing taxes on us without our consent. There you go, Dr. Graves. For depriving us of the benefits of trial by jury. Is that happening today? Traffic court, anyone? I'm just saying.
1: It Uh, happens all the time.
0: For transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. For taking away our charters and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. That right there is the federal freaking government, people.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Whatever those, those people in Congress put, that is the law of the land, and you have to accept it. Whether or not it violates the Constitution is irrelevant. Okay? The king has abdicated, in this case, the government, it, whatever, it has abdicated government here, withdrawing its governors and declaring us out of its allegiance and protection. It has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burned our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. You guys just interpret that how you will. But I'm telling you, we're seeing this.
1: Yeah, we're seeing it.
0: It is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and uh, I'm not sure what this word is, perfidy, unworthy, the head of a civilized nation. It has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages. Now, again, take again, this was back in 1775, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes and conditions of existence. Okay, I'm just going to talk about that for a minute. The Native Americans, they they didn't believe in a civilized form of warfare. (laughs) You guys ever hear of a of a war party? You ever hear what uh, ever hear that?
1: Mhm.
0: Dr. Graves, do you know what a what a war party was?
2: Yeah, it's a a, a group of guys going out to cause havoc.
0: Okay. It was absolutely uh, um a group of warriors from one particular tribe <clears throat> and they went and made war on another tribe and they didn't care if you were a man, woman, or child. They killed everything and everyone. That's that's who the people were. That's what these that's what the colonists encountered when they lived here. In the original 13 colonies so I don't think we're seeing this as much today but again translate this to what you will it has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers the merciless um, I would just change Indian savages to human trafficking mm-hmm. okay we're going to get on to the next part here in a second it has incited <clears throat> excuse me It has incited treasonable insurrections in our fellow subjects with the allurements of forfeiture and confiscation of our property. Oh, that's not happening at all. We're from the ATF and we have this and we're going to go ahead and just take all your guns. Is that happening at all?
1: They're trying. They're trying houses, everything.
0: Are we seeing government agencies confiscate property without the right of a trial by jury?
3: Absolutely. They're calling chickens, saying that they're swabbing their beaks and that they're testing positive for the avian flu.
0: Yep. Oh, and because it tests positive for the avian we have to confiscate them all, or we have to destroy them all.
3: hmm
1: <laughs> My question is, are they eating commercial feed, or are they free-range chickens?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole.
0: Okay. These next three paragraphs... I want you guys to pay close attention to because unfortunately these three paragraphs here were taken out of the absolute of the declaration of independence that we all know today. All right. So this was back in 1775. Again, this is the King, but I'm going to change the words he and his to it and it's so you guys can understand. It has waged cruel war against human nature itself violating its most sacred rights of life and liberty in the persons of a distant people who never offended it, captivating and carrying them into slavery in another hemisphere, or to incur miserable death in their transportation thither. This piratical warfare, the opprobrium of infidel powers, is the warfare of the Christian Okay, this is what it says originally, of the Christian king of Great Britain. I'm going to change that phrase, is the warfare of, you put in what you want. Government, state government, federal government, bar association, whatever. Determined to keep open a market where men, and I'm going to change this to men, women, and children, should be bought and sold it has prostituted it's negative for suppressing every legislative attempt to prohibit or to restrain this ex boy these words are tough this execrable commerce and that this assemblage of horrors might want no fact of distinguished die it is now exciting those very people to rise in arms among us and to purchase that liberty of which it of which they have excuse me, it has deprived them and murdering the people upon whom it also obtruded them, thus paying off former crimes committed against the liberties of one people, with crimes which it urges them to commit against the lives of another. <sighs> Is this happening today? Absolutely. How?
1: Everything we, everything we see. I mean, we're, it's history repeats itself, but in different ways. So you've got, we are we're enslaved because technically if you don't pay your taxes, they'll come with guns. Technically, if you don't do this, they'll come. So it's like a giant mafia, right? It's not a freedom. And then you've got the whole trafficking element of it. So we're enslaved. I just put that in the chat where history repeats itself, but not always in the same way. So it's disguised in a different way. Our, Our rights rights are being violated. I mean, Look at what we went through for two years with the mortgage company, right? The, yeah, there's story after story of the violation of rights of people just wanting to live and get people, along.
0: People just wanting to be left alone. I mean, and this—this this is what I'm saying. This, okay, the, these words are Thomas Jefferson's, not mine. Right. Now I'm asked, and I'm going to ask you guys: Are these words right here, this paragraph, are these words of a, of a racist? No. no. Are these words of someone who? um who enjoyed owning other human beings no you wouldn't be putting this on paper violating its most sacred rights of life and liberty in the persons of a distance people who never offended him there's nothing there's not there's nothing different between this back in 1700s where they were enslaving massive amounts of people from africa There's nothing different than what's happening now with the human trafficking trade at at our Southern border. Go watch that movie. The one that just came out with, uh, that's about, uh, Tim Ballard.
1: Tomorrow. That comes out tomorrow.
0: Oh, is it come tomorrow? Sound of freedom. Freedom. Sound of
1: freedom. Here's a question. So before you move on, I know Dr. Graves would have a great, um, where, where do people get started? I know I recommended your course, hmm. How to win in court dot com, um, which we can talk about a little bit. But if you were to give, you know, James and Dr. Graves, if you were to give three steps that people can do to change it, action items for themselves, that's simple without having to memorize Black's Law Dictionary or legalese or anything. What would you tell them to do?
2: So let me, just, let, me say, let me try this. Okay. I, I build I build a 33 foot double ended catch in my backyard in Atlanta, Georgia. And the, the first step was to buy a set of plans. Now, I could have just gone out there and just, you know, thrown, thrown and whatever, just throw it all together and hope it works. But I actually ordered a set of plans that were drawn by a man named John Atkin in 1924. It was, it was a good plan. It was such a good plan, actually, that several people have taken that design and sailed them around the world. And in New York Yacht Club called it the Little Ship. And I build it just exactly the way that John Atkin recommended that it be built according to a set of plans. If we, we, need, you know, we, can, we can talk about what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. Or we can get around to the idea, well, maybe it's time we start rolling up our sleeves and telling people, how do we fix it? And the way to fix it is to get back to the plan. And the plan's an excellent plan. The plan protects the rights of individuals. But we have to control the judiciary, we have to control the legislative, we have to control the executive that we've given far too much power already, uh, especially since 9 11. And we can get back to the plan, but we can't get back to the plan if we don't know what the plan is. No. And so we have to educate the people and say, look, this is the plan. Please get your mind off of all the negatives and, and, and that you want this and you want that and this isn't right and God forbid and all this other nonsense that's just destroying us from within and destroying our sense of unity and, and go back to the idea of what's it really all about. And Jefferson says it, you know, that in the eyes of the God, in the eyes of God, we're all equal and in the eyes of our government should be the same. And that yeah. one principle, that one landmark, that one lighthouse, should be able to guide our ship of state to safe harbor. But if we don't put our eyes on the plan, if I'd abandon, if I just said, "Well, I don't like that here. I'm not going to put the keel just that way. I'll do it this way," uh, or I won't build the, I won't make the bowsprit stick out eight feet like it did. I'll, I'll make it twelve and a half feet or whatever. I wouldn't have the same thing. I wouldn't have followed the plan. And I probably down the road would have been sorry when something happened and a bowsprit br- broke off in the middle of a storm. But I was in storms with it. It worked very well. I sailed it up to as far as Marblehead, Massachusetts from Florida. And it was a great little boat. But it was a great little boat, not because of my skill, but because I stuck to the plan. We need to stick to the plan. America is a plan. It's not people. It's a plan.
0: Yeah. So I would sorry. So here, here here's how I'd answer that question, right? So Doyle Hillis asked the question. How the question is how do we change it? Doyle we we do this not by taking on these grandiose plans and and going and trying to topple this or or getting hundreds or, or thousands of people to sign a petition and we take the petition to our legislative representatives and they proceed to ignore it, right? Um in that next paragraph that uh, Thomas Jefferson wrote, he says that we have sent petition after petition. We've been met with injury after injury. It's been ignored. It's been ignored. So how do you fight it? You fight it in your own home front. You fight it in your backyard. Take on the battles that you can win. So Alphonse says this all the time, and, and, and Dr. Graves will know, will, will know this as well. Alphonse says until you learn how to get them away from you, you're never going to be able to make any kind of changes on the big scale. And he's absolutely right. Let me ask you this. What's more powerful? If we take thousands of us and we march on our state capitol and say, we want change, we want change. Or if we take 10 or 15 of us and we start filing redress of grievances, i.e. lawsuits, and we start getting these lawsuits where there's not a thing that these people can do to defend against them because they're violating the God's, God's laws. Right. They're violating the plan. Right. So if we get ten or fifteen of us to do that in every single county in this country, what do you think is going to make a bigger change?
2: Right. But first, I think we have to make sure that the people understand the plan. <clears throat> you know, exactly. I, I can't. I can't fix something till I know what it looks like when it's fixed. Exactly. Otherwise, we have people meddling with something they don't understand, and they're only going to make it worse. Yeah.
0: You know, Luke. Uh, Luke, ten nineteen says it best. It's a group effort on many fronts, but it is an individual initiative. And that's so true. Mm -hmm. This is why, you guys, this is why I started this show, the Justice Revolution. I'm not trying to to, to start a revolution, not in the terms of a revolution. Right? How many revolutions have we seen throughout history? Well, we we know about the American Revolution, which ultimately ended up in good, but what about the French Revolution? How did that turn out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not so good. Did you guys know that the, the guy who started that ended up losing his head? So... Didn't turn out very well for him and what he was wanting to do. So not all revolutions are what – that's not the right approach. And That's not what I'm saying to do. What I am saying, though, is you need to know and understand the firm things. Go back and read Thomas Jefferson's rough draft and go back and read the, the draft that was approved. You'll see the differences between the two. But no one understand that they knew these things to be – self evident i mean what does self evident means like it's it's as it's as obvious to me as the sky is blue when it's not stormy that's what self evident means it means that when i open my door and the sun is shining i'm going to see things that are you cannot unsee like a blue sky birds flying in the sky any things of that things of that t- of that nature i live next to mountains i'm going to see the mountains every time i open the door That's what self evident means is like it's it's for lack of a better term. It's just kind of like, duh.
3: (laughs) Well, I think the truth speaks speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yes. Truth resonates on a frequency that humans can understand. That's why the last couple of years that when people have been waking up and being like, wait a second, you shouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah. They may not have known the law. They may not have been familiarized with the founding documents of the country and what natural law is and what God's law is. And but yep. they know in their spirit something is wrong. It really is just a process of like, of battening down the hatches and and getting educated and then teaching your children and making yeah. sure that they can see it coming. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Like that's that's what that's all we can do is just arm them with the truth. And then they, they can be light in the world.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's again, there's there's a reason why you're seeing such a big push in some areas for tightening restrictions on things like the Second Amendment, things like the First Amendment. Um, and just everybody needs to know and understand, just because it's written down on a piece of paper, that that's not what grants you that right. I mean, these are these again, go back to what they said. We hold these things to be to be self-evident. We hold these things to be true because this is what we know is, is true based on the law of nature and the law lo- and God's law. So the point that we're trying to make here is how do you start? How do you, how do you change things? You, you change things at your home front
1: starts in the home, starts yeah. in the
0: home, teach your children, start taking on those battles. You guys, everything I do, I post in my group, everything I do, it's there. You guys want to know how to take on the battle with your local county and property taxes? It's there. You want to know what to do about the whole IRS situation? Research my videos. Everything that I sent to them is there. I mean, for what what I can share. Obviously, there's a few things that are behind a paywall, and I can't disclose that stuff, but you guys know that. So I, I have nothing to hide, and I want to help as many people as possible make changes in, in, in your neck of the woods because, again, we are not going to see the change that we want to see. We're not going to go back to where the government's only job is to protect our rights as opposed to generating revenue like it is today. We're not going to get back to that until more people stand up and go, wait a second. This violates God's law. This violates this law. This violates this law. And you're doing this under the color of law. That is no bueno. That means no good in Spanish in case anybody. We just
3: have to call it out. We have to hold people accountable and and re-educate them because I'm telling you, they don't know like I, I go to the courthouse all the time. Right. And they're just like regular people. They, they don't know what they're a part yeah. of. They don't know what they're doing. They've got it. So compartmentalized. Everyone only has one tiny part of the process. Yep. So the more that we can like lovingly educate them and then just stand and be like, no.
2: Yeah. Well, education is, is the
0: key. Yeah. E- education is the key. And it starts again. Dr. Graves is not wrong. And you guys, this is not a plug for his course. You can take his course, you don't have to. I don't care. I just tell you, I've learned more from his course than I've learned from any any other source. And he's he's constantly updating it, he's adding new things to it all the time. So if you want to know the blueprint, like he just said, you're not gonna go out and build a shed from memory if you've never built one before. Uh-huh. I mean, you can try, it's probably gonna fall over. <laughs> but you got to have a blueprint. Dr. Gray's course jurisdictionary is that blueprint. I mean, here's a great example. Doyle Doyle Hillis says he has a friend who the uh, Bi-County Health Department is trying to find them for their garage roof being bad on the back of their property. Okay, here's my question. Who is harmed and whose rights are infringed by his roof being bad on the back of his property, Dr. Graves? I don't know. There you go. None of their freaking business, okay? If my roof is bad on my property, that's my problem and my problem alone. This right here is a massive overreach of government oversight and that's a battle that your friend needs to take on doyle they need to fight that so if he wants to learn how to fight that take jurisdictionary course jump into our group affidavits 101 on uh, telegram jump into alphonse's group jump into randy's group the law society listen to the rule of law radio you're gonna find all these things
1: i have a question here for dr graves that i highlighted about your course um so somebody posted this dr graves does the course cover eviction cases such as unlawful detainer?
2: Every case turns on the same wheel, the same axle. There's mm-hmm. this, you know, allegations, proof and motions. So the answer is yes. It applies to any kind of case because where we're trying to do is what we're trying to do is establish what this, what is the law with regard to the facts? What are the facts and then who has the facts? How do we get the facts into the record? how do we get the law into the record? And then we move the court for a judgment. It's, it's the same process, no matter what the case is about. And I don't know if that answered your question, but I think it did. But it's not specific to any particular kind of case, or yeah. it would be so out of control. So, so it would be so huge that nobody would be able to use it. Mm-hmm. But since it is the essentials, you know, like a knife and fork. I got to have a knife and fork to have a meal. I guess I could eat it with my hands, but you have to have a knife and fork, but you, yeah. but you don't have to have all this other stuff. So we're trying to give you the the meat and potatoes so that you can deal with any kind of case by understanding what is evidence. Yes. You know, why do we make objections? What's the point of this? How do we control judges? And all of that applies to no matter what the case is about. And We've tried to keep it that way so it's focused, so it applies and can help as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, just something I'll touch on there that Dr. Graves mentioned, Um, every single case, it doesn't matter what the case is about, unlawful detainer, um, family custody cases, which just break my heart. It doesn't matter what it is, but it all comes down to provable evidence. Whichever side has the evidence that can be proven and can be verified that's the side that should prevail in theory. But what happens is we see a lot of times these cases are often moving through these courts and there's zero evidence to support any of those claims. But they're, they're still moving forward because, again, people don't object. They don't get it on the record. They don't take the next step to make sure that the evidence is there. We've talked about this before. Go back and review some of our um, some of our videos and some of our podcasts on um, subject matter jurisdiction in personam jurisdiction. What are they? Why does the court have to have it? Because, again, the, the beautiful thing about this republic that we have is that the founders knew all power is inherent in we the people. So the court does not just sit up on a pedestal and just has an immense amount of power that it can wield any time somebody puts on a black robe and signs a piece of paper. That's not how this was designed. That court can do nothing inherently on its own until and unless someone, an aggrieved party who A, has standing, B, grants the court the jurisdiction, i.e. gives the power that the court needs to take action. That's what we're talking about here. That's the evidence the court must have. Absent of that, they can do nothing, but they do it all the time because nobody objects and nobody does anything to, to fight it. So this is what we're trying to do and and I and I feel like I'm pleading cuz I really am. I mean <laughs> you guys, I people. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many people send me private messages on Telegram asking for my, for my I would love nothing more than just to help everybody who asks me and I and I'm I'm so sorry if I don't reply back to you in a timely manner or if I can't get back to you at all. I am not ignoring you. I just I'm I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a father. I have a full-time job. I'm doing this. I I wish I had time. I wish I had the financial means to just do nothing but help people. But unfortunately, I'm not there. This is the only way I know how to get as much messages out there as I can. I'm doing what I can with what I have. So I, I promise you, I will help you as best I can. But I I just I'm telling you, I cannot just work with you one-on-one. And and don't offer money because I won't accept it. Um, that's that's not. That's not the reason why I can't work with you one-on-one because I just, there's not enough of me to go around. There's, that's just the reality. So this is why we do these things we do. This is why Dr. Graves does the jurisdic- jurisdictionary course, because there's so much information you can learn from that. Start reading some of these decisions. Start looking at these things from the Supreme Court and go, wow, we're actually getting back to the foundations that we should have been. We never should have left. Right. So right. Right. those those are the things you need to do. Focus on the little things and understand, all right, so like Doyle's friend, for example, somebody is somebody who who claims they have authority saying you must do something. My question to him is by what authority? Because according, so- to, according to the state's constitution that I live in, all political power is inherent in we the people. I'm one of the people. Did I grant you the authority to come tell me what I can do with my property? I don't think so, Bubba. And I'm pulling, a page, I'm pulling a page out of Randy's playbook there. <laughs> I don't think so. So why don't you go ahead and get a court order and come back and tell me then. Until then, get off my property. If you continue to harass me, I will take the appropriate legal actions. That's the approach to take. That's how you do this. Justice, you wanted to say something?
1: I was going to say, you know, on what you were saying, it starts in the home. If, if you think about everybody teaching their children... Our founding documents and you know and basic law. So, Dr. Graves, tell me what age you think what age level could grasp your course? Could 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 people use it in homeschool? And what age would you think it's appropriate for? Well,
2: we, we've already we've already started an experience would, would be animated. Uh, there's one of the first maxims that uh, Blackstone put in his book, The Commentaries on the Laws of England, which was written way before 1,700-something or other, that a thing similar is never exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So we're already creating a, a, an experience for the children involves an apple,
1: Great. a banana,
2: and a baseball.
1: Okay,
2: And the, the video asks the children questions about this. And the result, of course, is that if we do a good job and, and the schools put it on properly, at the end of that experience, the children begin to realize Gee whiz, well, just because something seems to be like something else, is it really? Maybe I need to stop and think. Maybe I need to use words powerfully, the way they're intended to be used, and 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 communicate these thoughts to the people that I have to deal with in life and not make assumptions. And and it we that if that can't be taught to a kindergartner, I, I believe it can be. I know it can be taught to a first grader. I learned the ABCs in first grade. We were diagramming sentences by the third grade. And well, that was
1: like the schoolhouse rock as well. So do you have this? Is it do you have something available now or it's it's in works?
2: We're we're working on it right now. We've got the plans for it, these things, and there are several of us now that are working together and like James said, dedicated ourselves to doing this, these other men and, and, and my sweet wife, we've all dedicated ourselves to promoting this concept called justice, you know, and I, I wrote a note here I was going to share, we can, if we wisely choose, hold fast to and restore the principle principle that each of us, without regard to our membership in some collective, is equal to every other one of us in the eyes of the law. Right. That's where it begins. That's the principal principle, and we can get back to that, but we're going to ha- it's going to be a hard road because we've we've allowed the, the American people allowed themselves to be indoctrinated with this idea that Marx used, of course, as you mentioned earlier, to try to con the people into believing that there's something other than reality, that there's an alternate reality. Well, there isn't. Right. There is no alternate reality. And if we don't get back to the plan that these extremely wise people put together back in the 18th century, then it's, you know I don't know my like my dad would say, Katie, bar the door. There's there's just no way that we can continue to go down this path with people just completely disregarding these the principle principle. And and so there you are. It's just wonderful Great. that yeah. we can do this because now we have the internet. We don't have to buy a thousand dollars worth of books published right. by West Publishing Company. I can go to Google and find out what the law is about dog bite incident or whatever, and we can all do this. But we have to stick to the plan. And and I couldn't have built that thirty-three foot double-ended sailboat and sailed it to Massachusetts from Florida and back if I didn't have a plan. If I didn't follow the plan, it would have been it would have been ignorant. Right, you know, know. The American people are getting away from the idea, thinking, "Well, politics is the answer. We'll just vote for this person." And and those people in politics, all they're doing is pandering to you. It's pablum, yes. feed you the pablum, get you to vote. Give you the pablum, get you to vote. And it and it has to stop. Right, it absolutely yeah. has to stop. And I think it has to start in the first grade. That's where we stop it. And as we, as we educate first graders, second graders, third graders, and so forth, those children are going to bring this information home to their mothers and fathers, who then are going to talk with other mothers and fathers. And they're going to begin, I hope, I pray, in, in time, they will begin to see that, by golly, we do have a plan. This idea of America it really is something special. It didn't exist before. It doesn't exist anywhere the way it does here. And we can be the people who lift this lamp of liberty for all the world but it all begins with justice and justice has to be according to a plan not according to men and the whims and avarice of individuals just cannot be that way so we're yeah. going to press on and we're not ever going to give up yeah you
0: you can't you, you can't you can't think justice is served by the whims of the ideals of the day
1: yeah no. no. i mean
0: if you think that's if you think that's justice i mean that's that's what justice um uh Kintanji Brown Jackson or, or I believe that's her name. That's that's what she believes, right? Because the whims of the day, this is what the 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 mob or whatever, this is what they want. That's mob justice. Mob justice is not justice. That is not well, how this works. Well the and people again, themselves even,
2: can enforce the plan, James. The people exactly. themselves can enforce the plan as soon as we show them what the plan is in a way that they can digest and understand and use. It's, yeah. it's It's a, it's definitely a positive, doable thing, and we're gonna we're gonna keep on keeping on. And yeah. unfortunately,
1: until they experience pain, because many people are just too eat too eager to let other people handle everything. And...
2: Well, if if mm-hmm. I'll say this, and then I got my wife's waiting for me to take her to lunch. It's a little late for us. Okay. But, you know, if, if I had a little girl and she was in third grade and she came home and said daddy daddy the the boys are coming into the girls bathroom and 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 uh, that's all I'd need to hear that would oh, be yeah. enough, that'd be enough pain for me so oh, I yeah. think I think we are here now where there is pain and we have to give the people those of us who know the plan have got to give people the plan and and try to encourage people stop worrying about what's wrong and I, let me just leave with one thought this Bishop Fulton Sheen, long ago with black and white TV, before any of you three were born, he had a little <laughs> program. And he ended his program at the end after he'd given us a nice little homily. And, and, and he said, It is better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. So let's let's light candles. Let's be lamplifters. Let's let's shine this light into the darkness instead of, let, instead of letting the darkness overwhelm us because the darkness has no power over the light. I agree. No, it only has power when the light is withdrawn, but That's we right. have the light. It's been given to us by people who gave their lives for us to have it. And right. it's precious. And I, I will not tolerate anybody putting it down in my presence. I just yeah. I just won't. I won't hear it. I won't stand for it. And uh, none of us should. And, and we don't have to. And we can make this country. We, we can truly make this country, put it back where it belongs, make it sane again. There's yeah. a new motto. Yeah. Make no, that's great. Again.
0: yeah, that's a great point. Hey, Dr. Graves, thank you so much for being with us and thank realize you want to want to take your sweet wife to lunch and tell her we said hello and enjoy lunch. Thank you for being with us. I'll just I'll just reiterate real quick. Dr. Graves hit the nail on the head. You're fooling yourselves. If you think you can vote somebody into office, it's going to make these sweeping changes. You're just it's not. This has been going on for too long, long before any of us were alive way long before i mean i if you want to pinpoint the time frame go back to 1911 1912 look at the history look what happened look what was implemented back then look who was in the administration back then and and that's all i'll say i'll just leave it at that so
2: we'll talk again
0: we will we'll talk again thank you so much appreciate you being here um everyone thank you so much for joining us for our pre-independence day show god i feel so blessed that we've been able to do this um I was really, you know, I was, we, we were, uh, Justice and I were talking last week about the show on Friday. She had some things come up, as did I. And I was, I was a little bummed about that. But then when I said, well, hey, let's do a show on the third, what better day to do a show um, where we're talking about the birth of our nation, the freedoms that we should enjoy, that we can enjoy, and that we will enjoy again. It's And it's only until, you know, I, I've been reading in the chat here this little, um dialogue i don't know or these these things that uh, that doyle has been bringing up with his friend and he's just saying just just these little things about his neighbor and he says the first thing that happened to her was it was an attack on her property by the city because her grass was too high okay here's my here's the point i'm trying to make <laughs> just because you live somewhere does not grant the city the county, the township, the village, wherever it is that you live, just because you live somewhere does not grant them the authority to tell you what to do with your private property.
1: It's so okay? out of control.
0: Until we understand that and until everyone understands that and see the problem is, is we have been, it's like we've said this before, we have been embedded, uh, no, not embedded, ingrained to believe that any authority is Okay. If somebody comes and says, I'm from such and such and I have this authority, then we must yield to that authority. That is not true. That is not true. I mean, we're going to be talking about some other things in some future episodes, um, some things that people have done to really expose this. But the the corruption is so bad and it is so deep and it it goes on for so long that it, it makes it very difficult to fight this. But I'm just telling you, fight your individual battles at your home front get Mm -hmm. your city away from you get your town your village whatever it is you live in get your county away from you get the state away from you get the federal government away from you and you do that not by the sword you do that by the power of the pen
1: and find your local town groups there are little there are patriot groups that stand together and go after Mm -hmm. all these uh hired servants that think that they can tell us our grass is too long.
0: Yes. Get together I'll give you-
1: people and tell them <laughs> the law, tell them where they're overstepping their boundaries. It takes work folks.
0: Yeah. I'll, this- I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you a, a really good organization in the beautiful state of Ohio. It's the Ohio freedom fighters. So I'm giving a shout out to my friends out there. Um, I was fortunate enough to, um, back when we first started this whole thing, actually before I even launched this show, they invited me to go out and speak and, and to teach and to educate some of their groups and God, oh, we had a, we had a hall of there must've been 150, maybe 200 people there. It was fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: groups like that, look for those, and the group, freedom. Fund.
1: Groups all over Utah as well.
0: Yeah. They're all they're They're in every state you're in every state that you're in. Yep, you're going to so- find a lot of like-minded people that are just like Erica said earlier. It's like, Hey, there are so many people that are like, mm, this just doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right at all. Uh, Deborah, she brings up the question. Anything in New Jersey? Absolutely. Jump onto Telegram, ask the question into Telegram. You're going to find a whole bunch of people there in New Jersey that are feel the same way you do. And there you could are- even,
1: I find. I'm sorry to James to interrupt. I find that if you if you Type that into search and telegram, like New Jersey Patriot groups or whatever, Mm -hmm. you'll find one. And there is a group, I'll try to post it in our telegram, affidavits 101, of all 50 states that has uh, groups. And I'll post that in there. So,
0: yes, awesome, awesome. All right, you, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. God, this we we had uh, almost 30 people watching our live show today. That's 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 impressive. That's we've had um, we've, we've been on again, off again with the number of live viewers. So thank you all of you who tuned in live. Um, for those of you who are, um, who are catching us on our podcast on Podbean or, uh, Apple or, or, any of the other podcasts, thank you so much. We, we appreciate your support. We, we love you. Um, can't say this so much. Please share this, this show with as many people as you can. Likewise on Rumble and on YouTube and the other, other video channels were shared. Please like and share the videos. That's what helps to get these things out there. Um, thank you so much. We love you all. So with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show. Happy Fourth of July, everyone. Have a safe and happy Fourth. Have a great um, barbecue or whatever else you you might be doing. Fireworks, the whole nine yards. Um, thank you all. We love you. Appreciate you, Erica. God bless you. Have a good Fourth uh, of July.
3: All right. See ya.